You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we're talking about mindset. I have Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, on to talk about his favorite topic and one of mine, which is mindset. Mindset is truly one of the things that separates those that succeed in digital marketing with those that do not. It is such an important piece of the digital marketing equation. So you guys are going to love this episode of the podcast. But before we dive into that, I'm going to do a little commercial. My name is One Click Lindsay and I'm with trafficandleads.com. If you need any help generating traffic and leads for your small business, whether that be through Facebook ads, search engine optimization, SEO, pay-per-click, landing pages, email marketing, all of that stuff, traffic and leads can absolutely help you. And you can find out more about us at trafficandleads.com. Now, I also wanted to do a quick lesson in email marketing. Many times I hear the phrase that email marketing is dead. And I wanted to share with you a case study of a recent client success story. So this client has built their email, digital email marketing list uh, to about 15,000 very great people, very targeted people. We went about building this list uh, very strategically and we did it through Facebook ads and website visitors, irresistible offers, all of those things that we teach in on the podcast. So you should listen up. But just recently, they decided that they were going to host a webinar on manifesting. My client is extremely good in the spiritual realm and manifesting. And we decided to host a pod or a webinar that would be private and it would be a paid webinar for about $52 a head. Well, we've been email marketing this list, which she has kept warm with wonderful content, wonderful services. And we put out to this list, Hey, we're hosting a webinar. Well, the webinar is until until next week. But as of today, she has about 550 people registered. I'm going to let you guys do the math on 550 times 52, but it's a chunk of change. And it's further proof that email marketing truly, truly does work. And if you put the work in and you get an email list and you market to that list well after providing value and making sure that they are truly your tribe, your email list can absolutely pay off as well. So speaking of that, starting today, this podcast is hosted or will be released on August 6th. And it's not too late for you to join. But if you go to trafficandleads.net, you can join the challenge. Starting on Monday, August 6th, I am hosting a free five-day challenge where I will take your hand and I will walk you through every single step of the way on how to build a highly targeted, qualified email list of people that are ready to buy from you just like this customer that I'm telling you about today. So it's a free challenge. The challenges that I host are so much fun. I do them about once every six weeks on a different topic. And this one is how to build a highly profitable email list through Facebook ads. So you absolutely need to join me. Go to trafficandleads.net, get signed up, and we'll see you in the challenge. So make sure you do that. All right, let's hop into this interview with Jim. I think you guys are really going to like it. Jim, 
welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Lindsay, I am honored to be on, my friend. Yes, we've known each other for so long. You're a client of mine. You're my business coach. How has it? How is it that you have never been on the show before? I don't know, but you know, I, I kind of realized that about a year ago and I shed a tear and said, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we're fixing that faux pas. Yes. Well, today we're definitely going to be talking about mindset, but before we dive in, I actually was hoping you could tell the audience a little bit about what you do. Sure. I'm I'm coming up on 18 years as an entrepreneur today. Um, my wife, Stephanie, and our rescue dog, Blue, we live on a boat and we kind of go up and down the East Coast, depending on the weather. Um but mostly what I do is I run uh, my Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program and Dream Business Academy. And then I have a team of, I think, 13 virtual assistants. Last I counted that run No Hassle Newsletters, Concierge Print and Mail, Custom Article Generator, Success Advantage Publishing, and maybe one more that I can't think of. So um, life is good on the floating home, as I like to say. Yes, yes. So you have a big event coming up. I want to tell everyone about that. I will be a speaker at that event. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Dream Business Academy. We're coming up on our eighth one, Lindsay, and I have to share with you as we're recording this, we are now, we have more people signed up for this one than our previous one. Um, this is going to be our biggest one. I don't even have another one planned, so it's possible this is our last one, but it's happening in San Diego. It's two and a half days of really intense, hands-on, entrepreneurial, small business training. You're going to walk away with the blueprint, what I call my million-dollar platform. You're going to know exactly how I grew so many multiple successful businesses. Um, we have a number of speakers, including yourself. I bring in some of my team members. I mean, it's a it's a pitch-free zone. It's a total, like, hands-on, total immersion type of thing. Last event, I think I did 20 or 22, what I call profit seats. I bring people up for 15 or 20 minutes, and we do, like, a deep-dive little business makeover. I got to try and beat that record, but it is it is a stellar, stellar event. It's awesome, and everyone should come. You can find out more about it by going to dreambusinessacademy.com. There we go. There you go. So, let's dive into mindset. So, as I always say, mindset definitely is one of the main differences differentiators between those who succeed in digital marketing and those who do not. And I know that you are amazing at mindset and you have coached so many small business owners in mindset. What is like the number one thing problem that small business owners come to you with when it comes to mindset? Probably a couple things, but I'll go with, I mean, some people have issues with money and AKA they think there's a, a limited supply of it, or they think they shouldn't spend money they don't have. They think they're just going to grow in cash flow alone. Mm -hmm. Horrible mistake, right? The other type of mindset is is what's required to kind of step up and put yourself out there. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with caring far too much about what other people will think of you or say about you. It's, you know, you know, my history, I used to be the newsletter guru. I had people like smirking and snickering and poking fun. And, and, you know, when we were, um, started working together, you were, you were one click Lindsay and, and everything else. And you've built the whole click technique and the whole brand around that. And so many people are so worried about, you know, kind of putting the stake in the ground and saying, this is who I am. This is why I'm awesome. And this, I'm the best at this. And they don't want to do that because they fear that, well, what if I can't live up to that? And so they just kind of really play. And what I think they do, Lindsay, is they just try and bunt and get on first base. They don't swing, you know, to go for the home run. And, and they just, you just can't grow a dream business that way. That's true. So let's, uh, I, I want to go two directions, but the first direction I want to go when it comes to worrying about what other people think about you, but because like you, in order to succeed in digital marketing, you really do have to put yourself out there. So 
outside of the advice of, well, you have to get over it and you just have to do it and it will get easier with practice. Do you have any other tips that we can that we can pocket and put into practice today? The, the biggest thing I can tell you is you, you have, first of all, you have to get help with this. So it's like doctors, you can't necessarily diagnose yourself, although maybe, but you can't fix yourself in this area. You've got to have somebody pushing you and, and helping you along. It's really hard to do it on your own. I struggled for years doing certain things and I finally had to get some help and I overcame pretty much all of my demons and, and, and have done pretty well. But th- there's a decision that you can actually make um, what I encourage people to do is choose to be judged on the value of the content and the information and or the services that you're providing and not the imperfect way in which you provide it. And I use that word imperfect for a reason because nobody's perfect, right? You know, I, I tell people it took me a year and a half to write my first book. It really only took me about 11 months, but it took me about seven months to get the courage to print it because I, I knew it wouldn't be perfect. And, you know, gosh, my name's on the cover. People poke fun at me. You know, I struggled initially doing videos and how am I going to do a podcast? What if I interview somebody and I, I'm a horrible interviewer? And all the different things we have to do as digital marketers require us to really step out there and kind of bask in the spotlight, the limelight, yeah. right? <laughs> and the, yeah. and when that, you know, there's a, there's an expression that helps bring this, tr- bring it home. The higher up the flagpole you go, meaning the more success you have, the higher up the flagpole you go, the more your butt hangs out. <laughs> and so people will poke fun at you, but it's okay because the view is much better up there. So just get over <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact is, and what I've learned from, from years and, you know, you never really quite get over it, but when it, when it bothers you, instead of you know, stewing about it for a, a day or a week, you might stew about it for five minutes and then move on. But what, what you have to realize is that most of the people that have time to, to poke fun at you and, and criticize and, and call out all the mistakes, those are people that don't have anything going on in their life. So you shouldn't listen to them anyway. I love it. Now I want to talk a little bit about the whole investing situation. So many times people can't find any success with digital marketing because they're unwilling to invest in ad spend or invest in experts. Um, they don't typically use the word invest, but how do you make it over that situation? They don't. You do. And that's why you're successful, by the way. Most of these other people are talking about, well, that's an expense. That's I, I don't have that money to spend. They use that term. Right. You know, with what you do to help people, you know, I've worked with yourself and other people and I've coached other people in this space. When you're when you're in the digital marketing space and you're doing paid traffic, you're doing SEO work, you're doing all this other stuff, you have to put the cart before the horse. You have to invest money, first of all, to see what works. Works. And I know you're, you're, I know what you do is, is pretty tricky. You can't just launch an ad and, and hope for the best. You're checking on it. You're seeing how much traffic's going on. You're swapping out pictures, words, headlines, colors. You're doing all these different things to keep bettering your better, your best ad until you finally got it so dialed in. That's when you open the spigot and see what a lot of people don't realize, especially in the digital marketing space is you could go for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and spend whatever, excuse me, you could invest whatever you're going to invest. And it may not even produce results then. But once you got it dialed in and you know that for every dollar I spend, I'm going to get X number of clicks and that's going to turn into X number of phone calls or leads or appointments. And out of those people, for every five, I'm going to close one. Once you get through that metric, then you can decide, okay, look it. For every thousand I spend, I get a new client. And then it's the only question is how many thousands do I want to spend <laughs> based yeah. on how many clients I want to get? But you have to go through that exercise first. 
I love it. One of my most favorite stories that you tell Jim and I'm, so I'm going to ask you to tell you the story is when you first started out and you got loans, you know what story I'm talking about? Can you tell, can you tell the audience that story? When I opened my first business in October of 2001, I had just come off of almost 18 months of unemployment. I had had cancer and, you know, we had four teenagers at home and we were already pretty heavy, not only broke, but heavily in debt. And the only way I I could start my business because no bank was going to loan me money was to fund it. Uh, with credit cards. And that really, that really wreaked havoc with my own mindset. Cause you know, you're kind of brought up to believe credit card debt is bad. Well, it, and I'm not saying it's great. Don't have Dave Ramsey gets, you know, don't sick him on me, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. If that was my only option, see Lindsay, the, the burning thing that kept me going and why I was okay doing it was I knew in my heart, mind, and soul that I was going to be very successful, but I didn't know when, and I didn't want it to be in 20 years. I wanted to, I wanted to have it happen sooner. The other thing that happened was a mentor of mine said, Jim, you can't save your way out of debt. Meaning you can, you know, stop getting pizza and stop going out for lunch every day and stop this, that, and the other thing, but you'll never be able to save you out of debt. You have to grow your way out of debt. There was one point I know you know the story well. There was one point where I'm like six figures in debt and I'm really, I'm growing, but yet I'm kind of feeling bad. And he said, let me ask you this. If you were to get just two more customers, two small business owners in each of the 50 states, that'd be a hundred new clients. How much money would that bring in? And I told him, he says, so in other words, in about 12 or 14 months, you'd be debt free. And it was like that light bulb went off. Oh my God, I don't want to wait forever. Let, let's, I'm going to invest even more bring in another hundred clients and then I will be able to just pay down the debt and I'll be done with it. So there's a lot more to the story and I do share it on, on, on at dream business Academy, but there's things like that. That's the, and what I just told you, Lindsay, that's an example of how you can't help yourself. I needed people to make, to point out to me some very interesting things and which makes it okay for me to, to invest in my business. Yeah. I love that story so much. Thank you for sharing it. So the next thing I kind of want to talk about, and I feel like that you run into this a lot, is uh, entrepreneurs, like they they see that, you know, the shiny object syndrome, they see the latest, greatest things, and then they try it and they fail because they haven't really kept up with it, or they're listening to 25 different coaches. Have you ran into that? And, and what's your experience with that? And what are your thoughts on that? As an entrepreneur, I've experienced shiny object syndrome. Um, and as a coach, I've had clients that suddenly have five coaches. And I say, you got to pick one or two at the most, and they should be different. If one's marketing, one's mindset, mm-hmm. if one is, you know, whatever, that's fine. But I, I said, there's one, there's one thing to have an open mind. But if your mind is so open that you just have this insatiable appetite for more, more, more knowledge, it's like, all I need is one more thing before I can like push the big go button. Only one more seminar. If I can just learn how to, then I'm going to go. And they keep pushing off the, the, the starting point at which they're going to start, you know, running down the track, so to speak. The other part of that is shiny object syndrome. And there's, there's no shortage of ideas. And I, one of my mentors told me once because I, I, I was in this high level mastermind group and I said, here's what I got going so far. And here's the three really brilliant ideas I'm going to do this year. And this guy said to me, Jim, if you'd spend even half as much time marketing what you've already created as instead of always trying to look for more and more stuff, you'd be so much farther ahead of the game. And outside of writing additional books from that meeting, which is probably six years ago now, Lindsay, 
I basically have marketed the existing businesses and, and I've done very well because I, I always thought, man, I got to do more, 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 more. And one of the filters, I'll give you this, one of the filters that people can use when they see a shiny object is the first thing you need to do is agree that these are the th- two or three really big things I'm going to do this year. I'm going to do this and this and this. And if a shiny object presents itself, and it, even if it mm-hmm. looks fantastic, it's like the it's like the dessert cart going by. <laughs> Everything looks great, right? But as as good as that idea looks, you got to say, is that going to help me? achieve the two or three goals I've already committed to, or is it going to be, you know, a time suck and my attention. And if it's going to be the second one, even if it's a great idea, you can't do it because we'll justify, well, it'll only be a couple hours a week. Well, the hell with that. It's not a couple hours a week. You're going to be thinking about it and, and th- planning and, and, you know, you, you have to say once in a while, you have to say no. You know, Melanie Benson, my mindset coach, who's also speaking at DBA, she told me this really great thing. She goes, when you say yes to something, you have to be prepared to say no to something else. Because most people are already so busy and they're so they're working so many hours and there's just only so much energy they have that when you get to that point, if you're going to say yes to something, you what are you going to say no to to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Amen. So now I want to talk a little bit about how cool your lifestyle is. So you live on this boat with your wife and your dog. You work like three days a week. You definitely work hard, but I mean, you have a pretty cool lifestyle. Um, what, what, what do you credit as far as like mindset situation in order to have gotten you where you're at living this dream lifestyle of yours? Well, everything we've talked about and more, but um, I, I did have a plan that was about five years ago. I realized, you know, for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, I'd been working, I don't know, eight, I say 80 hours a week. I didn't actually add it up, but you yeah. know, it's con- constantly working. I said, I don't want to do that anymore. That's when we first got into boating with our first boat. And I at least wanted to have like three day weekends. And so I started shifting to where um, I had been working up to that point to really build what I call my dream team and putting in it. It's not something you can turn on overnight, but I've been putting the systems and procedures in place so that you know, through my longtime assistant, Kate Bradbury, who's also my project manager, she oversees the writers, the designers, everything that goes on into the internet businesses. She takes care of for me. If there's a problem, I'll, I'll know about it. But otherwise, I've released all of that to be what you would consider autopilot. And so all I'm going to do three days a week is work with my coaching clients. And I had to, I, it was interesting. I used to be a, you know, obviously a five day a week. You want to schedule a call with me here, pick, here's my calendar. But then I, I started blocking out Monday and Friday and people like, well, I like calling Fridays. Well, guess what? Pick Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And because you have to decide this is how I want to run my business. And it's so cool. Now, I that's my mantra. I work three days a week. Truth be told, if we're not traveling, now when Stephanie and I are either moving from the north to Florida for winter or back, we will usually do it Friday through Monday. And wherever we happen to be Tuesday, we'll stay there for three days and I'll work. And then we'll travel again. It's all weather dependent. But if we're staying in one place for a long time, like we are on Chesapeake Bay this summer, if we're not doing anything Friday, you know, going to visit family or friends or just if taking the boat out. If we're not doing anything, I'll probably work half the day, (laughs) but I I don't, I don't have any Mm -hmm. interruptions. And if I want to stop, I'll just stop, you know, I'll either write or I'll get creative and think about what I want to talk about on, you know, on videos or, you know, right now I'm working on the, the, the manuals for DBA, but I technically only 
work with clients three days a week. Sounds like a dream lifestyle to me, Jim. It's pretty exciting. Can I, I gotta, I'll, but I'll share something with you. This is the head trash that never stops. When Steph and I took off uh, last November for the big journey south, our first time, you know, driving a boat that far, <clears throat> we got into a, um, a port on Monday and we knew we had to stay there for, for three days so I could do my calls. And it was a beautiful Monday, Lindsay. And we took our, our little dinghy. We got the little boat in the back and we motored over to this restaurant on the other side of this Harbor. And we had lunch, we tied up and had lunch and we're driving back and we both looked at each other. I said, do you feel guilty? He said, yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> Cause it was like, most people are working and we're just like, but that, but we've, we have both worked very, very hard for a long time to make this part of our life, this big adventure we're on possible. Yeah, I love it. Now, here's one question that I don't know that I know this about you after going to all these DBAs and hearing all of your stories. Are your parents entrepreneurs? Were you just born this way? Did they help? Did they instill a whole crap load of head trash that you had to work through? Like, where does your upbringing come into your success? Well, my dad was a businessman, not an entrepreneur. He was a corporate guy, um, worked his way up and, and actually, uh, actually owned uh, part of a business before he retired. So I always was in the business. I love the biz, the talk of business. I, my first job working at a bike shop was working for an entrepreneur. All the jobs I've ever had, even you know, running a franchise, were for entrepreneurs. I worked directly for an entrepreneur, never for like, you know, a giant city uh-huh. bank or something. So I always, ha- I always had that training. What's interesting is that the franchise uh, that I worked for, like franchise is a huge, I mean, you got to put out a lot of money. And I remember walking in, this was a lesson, and I've actually shared this with him, the former owner. And I walked in his office once and he had credit cards all over his desk. Wow. <laughs> Looking at his. Yeah. And, and I never forgot that story. And I mean, he's very, very successful. In fact, he sold out and he's, he's retired now, but it, that was a, that was one of those lessons. And I never forgot that because we were planning a franchise trip and he's saying, I'm looking how much balance I got across the, it was an interesting moment. So that was my background. And, um, I've always been interested in business. And when I started my first business though, uh, I would say I had the mindset of a small business owner, not an entrepreneur. My greatest mentor who I met in, um, 2007 was Dan Kennedy. He's the one who helped me think like an entrepreneur and not a small business owner, an entrepreneur who thinks more about wealth creation and not simply driving sales of my whatever product I have. Right. Right. And so I I really and I say this every day, I, I credit Dan Kennedy for giving me the entrepreneurial chops and 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 the vision to have multiple streams of revenue. Dan's the one who who highlighted to me that when people start asking you, how are you doing this? That's you don't have to, you know, let them pick your brain for a ham sandwich. You start a coaching program. So that's what I did in 2009. So, you know, I kind of went with having a a business mindset. But 2007, when I started, uh, when I met Dan Kennedy, that's when I started thinking about being an entrepreneur. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So my final, my final question has to do with a couple of your books. So a couple of your books share a very similar uh, uh, notion. So you have just say yes. You have decide the ultimate success trigger and you have it's okay to be scared, but never give up. And you also have stop waiting. So all of those to me just say, just jump off the dock and do it right now. Uh, is that is that like your motto in life? Just do it type of thing? It really is. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, going back to your first question about mindset, Lindsay, 
people, no matter where you are in your business and whatever success you have, whatever income you have, it's very true that we often don't feel ready. And I'm putting feel in air quotes here. We don't feel ready to do the things that we are actually ready to do. Mm -hmm. We may not do them well. We may not do them perfectly. We might have to course correct as we go. But if you always hold back, so, you know, the, the, a small print on that book is stop waiting for it to get easier um, and just say yes. And when I, you know, I had written six books, just say yes. I hadn't planned on writing another book, but when we, Stephanie and I started planning this journey of selling our house of 30 years and buying this boat and living like we're living, when you, when you have a big idea, I think you, your brain kind of gets romantically engaged to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Whether it's living on a boat or, or, you know, having a new business. Oh, I'm going to be my own boss. And we, it's all great until the other side of your brain throws in what I call the, the stink bombs called the what if stink bombs, right? And they go, yeah, but what if you can't do this? What if this doesn't work? What if you spend all that money on, on digital marketing and it doesn't work mm -hmm. right away? And what if, what if, what if? And that's, that's when, that is what's called a progress killer. And I think it's actually more than that. It's a dream killer. And so you have to just say yes. And I actually face that as much as I think I've got my mindset pretty finely tuned. We, I was so excited about this lifestyle and buying this boat and everything. And then we're moving forward. Steph's getting the house ready for sale. And I started having some what if moments. Like, what if I run aground? What if we break down? You know, what if we get lost? What if we get seasick? What if we run out of fuel? And all, all these different, what if I hit something in a marina and everybody's watching? Yeah. You know, all these, all these thoughts. And I read this book and I actually, in Just Say Yes, I give the guy credit. He was an entrepreneur who's been living on a sailboat for 12 years. And he says, a lot of people think about moving on a boat because it's kind of romantic with sunrises, sunsets, you know, rocking yourself to sleep in the waves. And he said, but what holds people back are these what if moments. And he said, yeah, but what if you say yes? And every day you wake up, you solve a problem, you overcome a challenge, you learn some new skill. And he says, after a while, you find out that the things may happen, they may not happen, but you just have the adventure of a lifetime that you would never have unless you just say yes. I don't know if those were his exact words, but I, I gave him credit. I actually sent him a copy of my book. <laughs> told him, wow. I said, you're an inspiration for me writing this book. But what we've said yes to in our, in our lifestyle is exactly what happens when you're an entrepreneur. Well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? Mm -hmm. it, you know, the funny mm -hmm. thing, Lindsay, is um, I have hit something in a marina. People saw me do it. I have run aground three times. We've run out of fuel. <laughs> We've experienced. Has that been on Facebook Live? Because I want to see that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, well, we have shared. We shared it in the, in the one in the yeah. one year video Steph and I did where we answered questions. We And the funny thing is it's our little line is, well, we're still floating and we're having the time of our life. So everything that I worried about has happened and, and it's okay. We just. You know, I'm, right. I'm a much better boat captain than I was a year and a half ago, and I'll be better a year from now. But unless you just pull the trigger, just say yes and go, you're never going to realize how much potential you have. And I think that is the perfect way to end this interview. But thank you so much. But before you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you to again, tell us how to find out more about you and more about DBA. Uh, connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. That's my, my main base website. I have a free Facebook group called Build Your Dream Business Now. Handy dandy link to get there because I know it's a mouthful is dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com and Dream Business Academy. I'm thinking, depending on the math, we have somewhere between nine and 12 seats left and then we're sold out. It is a hard stop. This is not a 
20,000 square foot room. I, I run kind of a boutique event. So dreambusinessacademy.com. And uh, you, Lindsay, by the way, I, I hope none of the other speakers are listening. Lindsay's the only one I've given more than an hour to. Everybody else is kind of trimmed back to half an hour to 45 minutes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and here I am, whis- whis- I'm whispering on your show. <laughs> you are whispering. It's recording. <laughs> but, but Lindsay is so important to me. Um, I, I, I just treasure our relationship, but she's important to me also because she helps me help my clients have more success in, in digital marketing. And so she's getting a big old time slot. So you want to come. Come see her. Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys all need to get signed up and thank you again, Jim, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for finally having me on, I would say. I know. I know. <laughs> guilt me, guilt me. Uh. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please share it with a friend. Leave us a review wherever you're listening to this interview. I would truly, truly appreciate it. And if you need any help generating traffic and leads for your small business, if your small business is sitting dead in the water, make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. We can help you with all things digital marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, landing pages, email marketing, webinars, all of that stuff that we talk about here on the Traffic and Leads podcast. You can find out more at trafficandleads.com. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.